Uh, I want you to take your Bibles tonight. Let's take our Bibles. To the book of Proverbs. <clears throat> uh, Proverbs chapter 14. Uh, we study from the book of Proverbs chapter 14 in the morning. And we are going to continue. I just want to share something with us. Uh, quickly tonight from the book of Proverbs chapter 14 as it relates to our local church. Proverbs chapter 14. <clears throat> the Bible says, Every wise woman buildeth a house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. And I told you that there are so many ways we can build our house. We can build our house in a spiritual way. And that is why every parent, one of the things that you can give to your child, or one of the things that you can give to your children, is to point them to the way of the Lord. Now, we see so many parents today, they, they want their children to know the way of the Lord, why they are not in the way of the Lord. You know, a lot of parents today, they are regretting the fact that they should have been more involved in the service of God, they should have been more involved in the things of God. They should have been more involved in the work of God. But they did not do that. So they wanted their children to be in the path that they've never trod. They never walked before. So tonight I want to talk about women's contribution to the local congregation. Now you look at Fellowship Baptist Church here. We are local assembly, a local congregation of believers, where believers will congregate together, we meet together for spiritual development and spiritual nourishment, so that we will grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, and we will be mature until Christ comes. So what should be the importance of women in the local congregation? Now, when we look at the attention that is often given to the limitation there are some things that we believe strongly that women cannot do. Number one thing is, women cannot be a pastor of the church. Because they, being a pastor of the church, the Bible says, the person has to be a man and the husband of one wife. So a woman cannot be the pastor of the church according to the qualification of the pastor in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 3. And the Bible tells us also in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Take your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And let's see this together. You can go home and read 1 Timothy chapter 3. It talks about the qualification of pastors. Now, look at what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Look at verse 37 uh, to 30, I mean, verse 37 and verse 34 to 37. Look, I'm, I'm going to read what the Bible says here. The Bible says here, Let your women keep silent in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak. But they are commanded to be under obedience, also saith the Lord. Look at verse 37 and 35. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husband at home. For it is a shame for women to speak in the church. Verse 36. What? Came the word of God out from you, or came it unto you only? If any man think himself to be a prophet or a spiritual, or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that are right unto you, 
I mean, unto you are the commandments of the Lord. So we have the commands of God. The Bible tells us that women are to keep silent in church, that even if they have need of anything, they should ask their husband at home. Now, a lot of women, they look at this passage in the scripture and say, yes, pastor, and that is why I do not sing in the church, and that is why I do not, I mean, join the choir, because the Bible says I should keep silent in the church. God is not telling you that you should not participate in the things of God, but the Bible is telling us that the women are not to be the head of the, they are not to pastor the church of God. So when we look at such limitation, notwithstanding, the early church benefited greatly by the contributions of many women. When we look at the early church, they were benefited from the contribution that the women, how many men do we have tonight? Only me. But early church too, we have I mean, young boys. But looking at the congregation, we see young ladies and the mothers here tonight. It has only been women who are zealous about the things of God more than the men. And that is why some, sometimes women want to take over the role that a man should play because men are not, men are not doing what they are supposed to do. But if we follow the word of God, we can see that in the early church, Women, they are not pastors. They were not apostles. Women, they were never apostles of the church. But they worked greatly to move out the word of God. And we're going to see a lot of examples of women, men and women in the Bible that they contributed immensely to the growth of the local church. Take your Bibles. Number one women that we're going to talk about. At the church of Rome, we read of the service of Phoebe. That's number one woman in the Bible that we're going to talk about. Phoebe. And Phoebe was one of the wo- women that helped Apostle support in his missionary journey. In the book of Romans chapter 16, take your Bibles, to the book of Romans chapter 16, we are looking at the contribution of women to the local congregation. And we look at the life of Phoebe, Romans chapter 16. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, I, Romans chapter 16 verse 1, I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Sancre, that ye receive her in the Lord, as becometh saint, that ye assist her in whatsoever business she had need of you, for she has been a succorer of many, and of myself also. So we can see that the Apostle Paul was recommending Phoebe unto the church at Rome. Listen, the Phoebe is coming, is a servant. He works in the church. That is why we can never deny the effort that women place in the local church. There are some things that men cannot do. That women can do it in the church. For example, now, sometimes I go out and we see some women that are that dress indecently. I cannot sit in front of those women and be sharing the Bible with them. No. That is why the women will come and say, listen, I will take over. Sometimes when we see women, I will let my wife talk to them. Because it's woman to woman. So there's so many work that this Phoebe was doing. It was a servant of the church. The Bible never described the kind of work she was doing in the church, but she was a servant of the church. Every one of us women today, we have a work, we have a role to perform in the church. Amen? Amen. So we shouldn't think, ah, uh, since I'm not the pastor, I will not, I will not, I will not serve God. No! There are so many things that you can do. You don't have to be a pastor before you serve the Lord. Amen? Amen. 
You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to sit and stand in front of the church say, oh, praise the Lord. You don't have to be a worship leader before you serve the Lord. There are so many things that you can do in order for you to serve the Lord. So we can see the service of Phoebe. It was Paul's emperor at the church. It was helping Paul at the church then. And we see the example of Phoebe being recommended by Apostle Paul because of his service at the church at Sancre. Now, the second person we are going to look at is the help of Priscilla, even risking a life for Paul. Look at Romans chapter 16. Look at that same Romans chapter 16. Let's look at verses 3 to 4. Look at what the Bible says. Greet Priscilla and, uh, and Aquila, my helpers in what? In Christ. So, the Bible mentioned who, who first? The Bible mentioned who first? Priscilla. The Bible says, I wanted to give, why, why not Aquila and Priscilla? Why, the, why did the Bible say Priscilla and Aquila? Because the woman was a forefront in everything before her husband. She even risked her life for Apostle Paul in the ministry. And look at what the Bible says here. Who have for my, who have for my life laid down their own necks? The husband and wife, do you know what they did? They were willing to lay down their necks for Apostle Paul. Amen? So how much service are we going to render to the Lord? Women. Listen, you have a lot of roles and responsibilities to play in the church. I mean, it's not until when you become a pastor of the church before you fulfill your duty and responsibility. And unto whom not only I get, I give thanks, but unto us all the churches of the Gentiles. So we have Priscilla and Aquila, but Priscilla, she loves the Lord. Now, if a man is not serving the Lord, check out with the wife. Amen? If a man is not serving the Lord, check out with the wife. Sometimes women, they have a lot of contributions to play. I remember when I was growing up, I never had a, a godly father. I never had a godly father I would look up to. I always look up to my mom. And she's, she's the one that we wake up every morning and say, let us pray. You know, she's the one that will tell us that this is what we need to do. So I always have a godly mother as an example. She was not a preacher. She was not a pastor. But she was a godly mother. Amen? So every one of us, as parents, we need to understand that in the church at Rome, we read of Phoebe, we read of Priscilla. There's another woman that I want us to see. Look at verse 6. Look at verse 6 of the book of Romans chapter 16. The Bible says, Greet Mary. Who bestowed much labor on who? On us. All these people that Apostle Paul was talking about, they were not men. They were women like you that they got so much addicted to the ministry. They got so much attached to the ministry that they cannot do without the ministry. They were so passionate. Don't, don't, don't look at men as the only one that can be passionate about the ministry. There was a woman by the name of Mary Slesher. She came to Nigeria as a missionary and she was the one that God used to stop the killing of twins in the country of Nigeria. Mary Slesher. She gave herself for the work of the Lord. So don't look at yourself and say, uh, 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 because I, I'm, not, I'm not in the one preaching, I will not do anything for God. You can do something for God. Look at Mary. This is one Mary who bestowed much labor. I don't know how much labor. Do you know what the meaning of labor? How many women today do we see in our church 
who are not in a position in the church and they bestow much labor in the service for God. Much. All what we see today is where people can get things, not where people can serve God. Amen? So I want every believer today to understand, every woman today to understand that we have work to do. Our job is not done until Christ comes. So Mary in this passage, the Bible says, it bestowed much labor. Look at verse 12 of the same chapter. There's another man and there's another woman, I mean twins. These people were twins. Look at this. Salut Triverner and Triversor, who bestow labor in the Lord. Salute the bel- past, I mean, just look at the twins. The twin sisters, Triverner and Triversor, they bestow much labor. And the beloved pastors, she also bestow much labor. Even today, the growth of many churches is, is the result of much labor by women. Women, they know how to talk to their women about church. Amen? And that is one thing I want you to do, every one of us here tonight. You know how you can tell people, Hey, listen, can I invite you to my church? Can I invite you to my church? I believe the growth of many churches today is as a result of the work of women. Women are the ones telling each other. They know how to get each other. You know, I can, I can go to a woman and say, Listen, come to my church. You can you must mean that's what she will say. She will not trust me, but if Mama Moses, if you go to her and say, Hey, I just can invite you to church you out, do you know that she will respond to you more than she will respond to me? Because she doesn't know. I mean, it is hard for her to be thinking that you have something negative for her. Also, do you understand what I mean? So many women, God has used them to bring about the growth of church. And that is why you should not limit your position. You should not limit your ability for you to be used of God. Don't look that on yourself and say, oh, I can't be useful, I can't be useful for God. You have a lot of potentials. You have a lot of things that you can do for God. So don't look down on your life. Don't look down on your background. Don't look down on where you are coming from. And don't look down on where you are going. Just keep serving the Lord. We look at the church at Rome. We read about these many disciples. How they gave themselves to the Lord. You know, how can that be? If women are limited in what they can do in the public assemblies. Public assemblies are actually a small part of the overall work of the congregation. You know, when we come together, this is a public assembly. Where we congregate, where we meet together. There's little work that you can do in the public assembly than what you can do when you go out there. The world is so big. You have a lot of influence. You have a lot of things that you can do in that world. So it is not when we congregate together that you can be useful, when you can be useful outside the assembly, that I work outside the assembly that must be done if a church is to grow. Let me say this. So many of us, we are not concerned. And I wish other people can come and listen tonight. So many people, they are not really concerned whether the church grows or not. I know who they blame. Oh, Pastor Nick. Abby, they believe the pastor, pastor knew Jackie Joe Dadba. 
What have you been doing? What is your part? What part have you been playing to bring about growth in the church? How many people have you invited? How many people have you told about your church? So I'm encouraging us tonight. Listen, it is not time for us to say that. Listen, people are dying and the saints are sleeping. A lot of people are dying in the world that God can use you to bring them into the fold so that they can be nurtured and so that they can be mature and also go out and bring other people. Do you know that if you do your part and I do my part, every one of us, we will reach the word for Jesus Christ. Amen? If you do my part, if you do your part and I do my part, every one of us today, we will have impact in the lives of other people. I cannot do it all. You know, the women that came this morning, I mean, the, the man and the woman that came this morning, it was not when I was sitting in my house that I met them. I had to go out. You know, a lot of people will look at what we have today and say, ah, how did, they, how, did they, how did they come about? This is talking about hours of labor. So God wants you to get involved. Don't stay on the fence and be looking at what is done. God wants you to get involved. You have opportunity to do something for God. I'm encouraging you. Listen, when you live here tonight, I want you to be challenged. How can I do something for God? Now, if you are not challenged, I think your heart is not right. So I'm telling us tonight, women are often in a position to provide much of this need. You are in a bigger position. And I respect women. I, I remember one time when we were doing competition. And they said men and women should invite people to church. I'm telling you, women, they had ten times more than the men. Ten times more than the men. You know why? They know how to talk. Women, they build a relationship. Men, what we care about is just, you know, my friend, my friend. We don't really get intimacy with people. But women, they build, once they trust one person, they build a relationship with the person. So, it is easier for one woman to tell one another, hey, all right, me. And they, I mean, this is and they will follow. I'm just saying that we have impacts in the life of people. Now we can look at what can a woman do? How can she contribute to the growth and success of a local church? Let me answer this question as we review the work of a local church. Now, number one thing that a woman contribution in the local church, number one, a woman women are fighter contributor in the service of Kindness, benevolence, the service of kindness in the church. Benevolence is an important work of the church. It is a mark of pure and undivided religion. The Bible says in the book of James chapter 1 verse 27, take your Bibles to the book of James chapter 1 verse 27. It is a mark of a pure and undivided religion. James chapter 1. James 1. James 1, 27. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to face the fatherless and widows in their afflictions 
and to keep himself unspotted from the world. So the God is, I mean, God is telling us that the pure religion in benevolence. So women, we can contribute in the heart of kindness. Heart of kindness. Ministering to the brethren who are sick, poor, in prison. There is so much what we can do. There are so much people that are hurting. So you can be of a blessing to them. You can say to the weak one, be ye strong. You, say, you can say to the weak one, God, God, God is your strength. You can be useful for God. So we have the work of kindness that we can render to other people. All Christians, women no less than men, have to be involved in this work. Encouraging others, encouraging believers, strengthening the believers. And women are well suited for this act of kindness. They bring a grace and beauty of which men are normally not capable of doing. You know, some things that men can do, women cannot, I mean, some things that women can do, men will be very shy to do it. There are so many things that my wife will do, I would like, oh, why are you saying this? Why are you doing this? And I want you to understand that there are some things that God wants every one of us to do. And women are well fitted for this benevolence. The unique attributes of femininity lend themselves well to this work. The Bible talks about mercy and compassion are almost second nature to women. Hey, yeah, come on, sit down. These are most important work for women. They, they are so compassionate. They are so compassionate about things in their home. And that is why I said in the morning that sometimes women... They don't want to leave their home because of the children. Because of what the children will turn about to be if they leave their home. And that is why the compassion is too much on their part. They are too emotional. They want to do something. They want to help. They want to get involved. So we understand that women's contribution is benevolence. is very important in the local church. And that is why God wants every one of us to understand this. Women often possess skills through which benevolence can be rendered. We have so many women in the Bible that they walk with their hands. We talk about the Dorcas. You know, Dorcas will walk with her hands to make some things and she will give those things out to women. You know, Dorcas was so good about that. You know, she will use that to be of a blessing. Even when, uh, when she dies... The women, I mean, when she dies, the women brought closer, oh, this is what she made to us. This is how she has helped us, and this is what she has done to relieve us. So by making clothes for the needy and widows, we have so many things that women can do to be of a blessing to the people out there. So I'm telling us tonight, women, we have a lot of work and responsibility in the art of benevolence, which we can do. So don't look at yourself that, you know, it is until you get on the pulpit, until you preach, that is when you will serve the Lord. There are so much work that you can do outside of the preaching. And another thing I want us to consider is a woman's contribution in edification. Woman's contribution in edification. Edification means to build up. You know, women sometimes, we have so much powerful words. And neurotodara. That sometimes we speak and it touches the heart of people. 
It speaks to the heart of people. And we have so much of edification. And the Bible tells us that we are to edify ourselves. Edification is an essential work. It involves building up the body of Christ through which the work, I mean, I mean, through, I mean, through the work of every believer. As stated in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verses 15 to 16. It entails such instruction like bearing one's another's body. Okay? You bear one's another body on your shoulder. You encourage other people. There are so many people that are hurting. anyone like And women, God has used them so much that they have been a blessing to so many other people. The Bible says, bear ye one another's body and so fulfill the love of, I mean, love of Christ. We are to comfort one another and edify one another. Listen. Amen. I'm okay. I don't care about them. I don't care about my neighbor who is crying every day, who is going through sufferings. I don't care about my friends who is going through pains. I don't care about my neighbors uh, who, who, uh, who, who just lost their children. So God can use every one of us to be of a blessing in the heart of kindness. Amen. In the heart of, I mean, edifying comfort. The Bible says we should comfort the faint-hearted or poor the weak. Some men are known for their work in this area. We look at the life of Barnabas. The Bible tells us that Barnabas, he was a son of consolation. He will console, he will encourage believers. He will tell them about the things that they need to know. So every one of us, we have responsibility. We have work to do. And that is why God wants every one of us, we need to fulfill our responsibility and we need to fulfill our duty. You know, edification is very important. Women can also do much to edify in the church. We talk, the Bible talks about women, older women, they can edify the younger women. That is their role in the church. You know, you see someone who is very younger and it's actually we have so many younger ones that are struggling and they don't know how they can, I mean, how they can run their family. So we can do the work of edifying, building them up so that they can be the kind of person that God wants them to be. So our work is so important. We should never ignore the work that we have as fellow believers. So women also they have imparts in teaching others. Grandmothers and mothers can teach their children as Lois and Eunice they did to Timothy. So you have a lot of work, just like Mama. You have a lot of grandchildren that God has put in your, in your life. You have a work to train these children. Listen up. God will hold you responsible for every child that is in your care. If you don't do the work well, God will hold you responsible. All these children, they spend much time with you than they do with their mom. And God has put them in your lives to edify them, to build them up. So you don't have to fail in your responsibility. So there is no need for you to become a pastor. You already have children that you can impact their lives. Children that you can help. Children that you can build up. Children that you can impact. And that is why I said in the morning that, listen up, the goal of, I mean, I mean, the job of every parent is to train their children. 
Don't leave your work to the, I mean, to the pastors to do it. Some people that will take their children to their pastor and say, Oh, pastor, oh, my, donor. my child is not obeying me. Do you know what happened to us? We failed as mother. If you have to take your child to the pastor, so mama waga, to tell the pastor that, help me to, listen, you can tell the pastor to help you talk to your son or to your daughter. But there are times that we need to do the job at early stage. Training our children, teaching them the way of the Lord, teaching them the things of God. And I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Listen, we have a work to do. We should never uh, let, I mean, lose the guide of the work that God has given to us. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Alright, let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity that we have tonight. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you for the Word of God. Father, we pray, oh Lord, that you continue to help us so that we can be all that you want us to be. Father, we pray for every mom, every, every child, that you continue to help everyone to be obedient to you, to love you, to serve you. We praise your name. We appreciate your name. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. We have rain tonight, so we are so thankful.